Hey yo, we about to tear it up. Yo, break for break, break for break, get down. This right here is how we do it. Break it down. You are listening to the Breaking Atoms podcast where we break things down to the very last compound. My name is my name and my name is Chris Mitchell, a.k.a. the actual factual. Summit is not here today, but he's actually in parts unknown, as usual, doing legendary things. So shout out to him and he'll be back for the next episode. This week's episode is very special and we had to go deep down into the archives to make this one happen. We went so deep that there's no raw audio left, just an MP3. So back in March 2010, I had the pleasure of interviewing the late, great Fife of A Tribe Called Quest for Black Sheep magazine at the Jazz Cafe in London before his headline show. I got to ask him about the legacy of Tribe, his solo album, Healthcare, and a lot more. It was an absolute pleasure to speak to someone, and with someone actually, who directly influenced my life and my artistry. Five passed away on the 22nd of March 2016 and while his presence in hip-hop culture, or his physical presence should I say, is missed in hip-hop culture, his spirit still stands tall in the world of music. This interview has never been released in audio format. So I want to thank Joe Chaundy, formerly of Black Sheet Magazine, for giving me the green light to let the clip off. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, dogs, cats, people with jobs, people without jobs, people who are under five foot and people who are five foot only. This is Fife on Breaking Atoms. Check it out. Yo, 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 this is Chris Mitchell reporting for Black Sheep Magazine. And it is indeed my pleasure to be here with the legendary Five Dog, formerly of a tribal quest. I'm good. Couldn't be better, couldn't be better. I'm chilling back in London for the first time since 03. Came out here with Daylight back in 03. It's good to be back. Let's take it back. You know, a few years ago, you know, you came you came in the game, Tribe Called Quest. You know, five classic albums. Twelve years since the last Tribe album. In hindsight, let's look back since The Love Woman. What do you think the lasting legacy of a Tribe Called Quest is or is going to be? That's a very good question. I, I get asked that question all the time, and I still really don't know how to answer that. All I can say is I hope they enjoyed themselves listening to us. They learned something from listening to us. They just had a ball listening to our music. Um, the thing that gives me a, a lot of gratification is um, not only when they hit the dance floor, that's definitely a plus, but when a person comes up to you and says, yo, I lost my parent, one of my parents, I was on the wrong path, I was doing this wrong, I was doing that wrong, but you guys' music straightened me out and now I'm a better man because of it. I'm taking care of my family now because of you guys. There's no words that can express how I feel when I hear something like that. You know what I mean? Because they could easily just say, oh, you guys are not talking about anything and blah, 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 blah. But when they come at you like that, that means we did our job. So whether it was five, six, seven, eight, nine albums deep or not, I'm glad that we get that a lot, you know what I mean? So I hope that will be our lasting legacy, that we help change lives 
Okay, let's go. So talk about the chemistry between yourself, uh, Q-Tip, and, you know, Shaheen, because, mm -hmm. you know, what I've noticed as a fan is that nowadays you've got a lot of collaborations that are going on and it's, it's to cross into a certain market or, you know, to grab that artist who's doing real well at the moment. You know, when I think of something like Scenario, you know, I can think of, you know, two groups coming together, you know, mutual respect to do a good song. Mm -hmm. What was the chemistry like between you, Tip, and Shaheen? Like, you know, give us a brief insight into the creative process. Okay, well... The good thing, the reason why the um, chemistry was always so good and never forced and just natural was because we weren't just a group. We grew up together. I've known Q-Tip since we were two years old. You know what I mean? He met Ali Shaheed in high school. So building from then on and Jerobi moved around my neighborhood. When he was 12, I was 13. We just kept building with each other, just as friends. So by the time we decided to take the music thing seriously, it just all fell into place. You know what I mean? We could have an argument or a fight right before we hit the stage. They would never know because that chemistry was just fluid. Right. You know what I mean? So. So let's speed up a bit. I think it was 2000, you released Ventilation. Now, let's talk about Ventilation. What was, where, where your mind was at when you did that? Because, you know, a lot of people as fans, we were like, oh man, no more tribe. What kind of, what was your mental state or, or what was your objective when putting albums together? Was it to continue the tribe legacy or to say, I'm five and this is me? Um, basically, what was going on in my mind was, I'm Fife, I'm done with the tribe legacy. And I was wrong for that, don't get me wrong. But I, at the time, I felt like the way, things, the way things went down, the way we broke up, it really wasn't cool. So I was mad at the management, at the label, at certain members of my group, the camp surrounding us, stuff like that. Because... It's, I hate a bunch of yes men, and that's what was going on, a bunch of yes men just happy to have a job type of thing, you know what I'm saying, and um, I just didn't agree with that, and I'm one of those people, like, if you listen to Flawless tomorrow, okay, at the beginning I say, I might not always say the right thing, but I say what I feel, that's always been my ammo, maybe my problem as well, so nowadays I just try to fall back. Look at the situation from long distance as well as up close, take it for what it is, and move on. But if I feel like some perceived wrongdoings, I'm going to see you about it, and it's not going to be nice. You know what I'm saying? So that's where my mind state was as far as traveling. But right now, everything is cool, man. We got all that. Cool, cool. I was listening to um, Ventilation on the way to this interview, and um, the song Jobs came up. And there was one line you said in there that really sticks out when you say you're here to let skills transcend. In 2010, is that still your mission, or has that changed? Can you explain that a bit for us? It's never going to change, because coming up in Queens, New York, and he could attest coming up in Brooklyn, Bronx, and I'm not just saying this because New York is the birthplace of hip-hop. I mean, Cleveland, they do their thing. Kanye and everybody from Chi-Town. Snoop in L.A. Everybody does their thing. But growing up in New York City, you had to be ready every time you stepped out of your house for somebody to challenge you. Whether you were peaceful or what have you, like a trial conquest, or whether you were rowdy on some M.O.P., you know, you had to be ready. They were going to test you. So that's why I said, I'm here to transcend skills. And I'm still here to do that. Because these kids nowadays, 
And I don't blame it on them. I blame it on the labels, and I blame it on the radio. The radio pretty much, in America that is, dictates what's hot. So you have a hot Drake record, and he's getting a lot of play. But he might have a hot underground record that nobody even thinks about, but you hear the same thing all day. So they're not letting certain songs live. They're just beating you against the head with the same old, same old. Your experiences, talk about, you know, when you found out you had diabetes and the whole situation around it, how do you feel, and, you know, going on? Just give us some insight into that. Um, well, basically, my mom is a diabetic, my grandmother is as well. So it's pretty much hereditary. But on top of it being hereditary, I was the type to just wake up and eat a box of Oreos instead of eating a good breakfast. And then, as far as hip-hop is concerned, you're always on the road, so you're gonna go to McDonald's and eat a bunch of junk, and it finally caught up to me. So I was diagnosed with, di diagnosed with diabetes in May of 1990, like a month after I debut album got. So I thought my career was derailed back then. Um, hip-hop and healthcare, do the two worlds go together? And if so, how are you planning to incorporate new music from now Um, Not like it should. It's just like royalties. It takes too long. You know what I'm saying? Like you're really busting your tail back and forth at the studio, and you're waiting on your money. Like yo, it's really good. Come on, jive. It's really good. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with the healthcare reform. We could do a better job of making it happen because a lot of rappers or a lot of fans tend to think we're invincible, and that's truly not the case. So what I'm doing, I'm starting. It's funny you ask that because as soon as I get back to Atlanta, I'm starting my foundation, which is called Fight for Life. You know what I'm saying? And it's going towards diabetes as well as the kidney foundation. Being that my diabetes led to me getting a kidney transplant, so I put the two together, and in the name of Jay Dilla, with his mom's blessing, I'm also going to add lup lupus research to the cause as well. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Yeah. Um, you know, in closing, um, correct me if I'm wrong, the new album coming up, yeah. the songs in the key of five. Volume one, Cheryl's Big Son. Right, okay. So you know you're playing off the Stevie Wonder. Um, Favorite artist ever. That's what my next question is going to be. Yeah. All right. Can you give us some insights um, into you know the kind of musical direction, maybe the producers, okay. you know, features, and you know, when we can expect that? I'm not sure when you can expect it because I've, I've been out of the game for a while now. My last album, solo album, came out in 2000, so that's a whole decade now. Well, September will be. And um, basically, I have my own production company by the name of Rhythm Kids. But the type of music to expect, it's like a collage. Like, you ever had gumbo from New Orleans? It's like you have the crab, and you have the sausage, and the rice, and a whole bunch of different elements. So it's not just one thing that you're getting hit with, like I was saying earlier. It's bits and pieces of everything. Like, I have a record dedicated to the strip clubs in Atlanta and Miami, just to have fun. Um, I have a sneaker joint, which probably be the first single in the video, called Soulman, because I'm a big sneaker collector. You know what I'm saying? So I had to do an ode to sneakers. Um, I have a joint called Godsend, which pretty much talks about my health issues and getting through that and everything coming to fruition as far as my wife being my daughter. So that's a real heartfelt tune. You know what I'm saying? Give people some perspective on life that no matter what you're going through, somebody else has it worse. Yo, look for it real, real soon, man. Songs in the Key of Fife, Shell's Big Son, London Love.
Yesterday was six years to the day that Five transitioned from this life to the next, but his music lives forever, pun intended. There's a new Five album out now called Forever, and me personally, I'm not crazy about the, the posthumous albums, but the project is really dope, and it sounds just like what a Five album should sound like in 2022, if that makes sense. So please check out the new album, stream, buy, share, and all that good stuff. Once again, thank you to Joe Chaundy for giving me the opportunity 12 years ago to speak to Fife. I really, really appreciate you, Joe. Joe is also the host of the Baggy Jeans podcast, which is an interview-based show unpicking the seams of 90s R&B. Joe speaks to R&B legends like Dawn Robinson of On Vogue, Adina Howard, Gabrielle, Nicole Ray, and a lot more. It's a really, really good show. I would say it's almost like Breaking Atoms in, in R&B form, even though Joe is my OG, you know what I mean? So please support and check out her show as well. We are on the socials and you can find me at I Am Kinetic with a K at the end and you can find Summit at Hip Hop Chronicle, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All our handles are the same across all platforms because we want to make it easy for you. And do remember, we've got the War Report podcast series coming out celebrating the 25th anniversary of the War Report by Capone and Noriega. We are hard at work on that in the background, so hold tight. Again, rest in peace, Fife, forever and ever. Amen. Until next week, peace.